This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge Elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. Hey, Spooky. Hello, Daddy. How are you going? Oh, I'm back, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a pod. Well, we've done our little mini episodes on the on the uh, Instagram, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while since we've done a big one. Huh? Yeah, the sustained effort. Yeah, I feel like we've done uh, several little poos, mm. but this is a big one. This is a real fibre. Yeah, this is a fibre optic. <laughs> fibre optic turd. This is a fibre optic turd, yeah. Yeah. This is the one that you dream about. Mm. Mm. What are you thinking we're going to do today on the pod, Spooky? Um, I've got a list of things that I want to cover. Yeah. Um, you said you you did a cash for gold. Apparently, Michaela Cash has been up to some nonsense. Yeah, as, as always. Uh, so you better believe we'll be covering that. Mm. Um, and of course, know, we've just, got new just, climate uh, policy to discuss, to talk about. Oh, they have a new one, do they? Yeah, got a new one. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, better do something, I suppose. Yeah. It's only getting hotter. Yeah. I mean... It's only... What is it? Only September? Yeah. I'm already in my swimsuit. Hmm. Should we check the emails first, though? I haven't checked them in a while. And the emails? Do we get emails? Oh, look, occasionally. Do we even have an email account? Who yeah. Set, who set this up? Yeah, I, I did. A, a while ago when we started the podcast. Oh, do you need to have an email to set up a podcast or yeah. something? Yeah, oh, apparently no, you no. do. Yeah. Oh. Well, did you want me to check? Uh, I guess might as well. Yeah. All right. I'll log in. This seems like a bit of a, you know, a whole lot of admin yeah, to be yeah. doing on the first episode back. Well, you know... Maybe we can cut this. Yeah. yeah. As the saying goes, uh, when you when you start a podcast, you've got to do a lot of shit. I That's have... not technically podcasting. You've still got to do that shit, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. but maybe sometimes you'd have to leave it in the podcast, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. well... Uh, yeah. Like maybe we could have done this earlier. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, well, I'll just... Um, but anyway, go. Are they funny emails? Are they worth? Are they worth everyone's time? You know, people are listening to this. Yeah, I'm just logging in. Ah, I've got to do double verification. Where's my phone? To anyone listening, I'm very sorry that you have to listen to emails. I'm sure you read emails every day. I'm sure they're all equally boring. All right. Well, I'm in. All right. Um. Well, the first one here is a um. Oh, it's just a Google security alert. Oh, well, don't read that out for God's sake. Oh. Do you want everyone to turn off? Everybody who hasn't turned off already. I bet there's a lot of emails. Half the people that we that regularly listen to this podcast said, "Oh, they're, they're going to be reading emails." They were out of here completely. You got a lot of from stuff the from the get go. A lot of junk mail from Harris Scarf. Why well, get emails from Harris Scarf? I need a new scarf. I don't think they sell scarves. What they don't sell scarves? Why are they called Harris Scarf? I don't know. They sell kitchenware, don't they? Do they? Not scarves. Not scarves. Well, I don't need any kitchenware. Oh, look, look. Here's can, you un- can you unsubscribe me from that? Oh, I clicked it. We'll see what happens, I guess. Oh, look, here's an... I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got an email here. You want me to read it out? All right, yeah, sure. Yeah. So it says, Dear Spooky. Hello. Where have you gone... Oh, it's an email. Can't respond to an email? All right. Yeah, all right, fine. Um, they say, Dear Spooky, where have you gone? Are you Okay. I see that you're still doing your Instagram video, but I've not heard a podcast from you for so long. I hope you've not been coerced in one of, the, in which one of those tyrannical conservatorships I've read about recently. If you're being held against your will, wear a blue ribbon in your next video. Sincerely, Belle Saunders. 
that's a confusing email. So what are they? Th- someone thinks that I'm in one of those Britney Spears type tyrannical conservative ships. Yeah. Well, that's just uh, painfully ridiculous, isn't it? Why would I be in one of those? I don't think anybody could put you onto a conservative ship and live, Spooky. I mean, I mean, as we have shown on this pod- on this very podcast, it's impossible to in, um, enforce human laws on uh, puppies. I live in the in the uh, the poor principality, which is uh, exempt from all human laws. So how could I be even in a conservative ship? So Bell Saunders. Don't worry, your pretty little head, okay? So, you know, just uh, give it a rest. Yeah. Wait, when was this email sent? Hope they haven't been wondering about this for too long. Oh, July the 3rd. Oh, that was ages ago. Oh. I've got another one here. All oh, right, well, is it from Belle? No, it's from Heather. Okay, all right, Heather. Yeah. What have you got to say? Well, Heather says, um, Dear Spooky, um, they say, This is embarrassing to admit, but I don't know how I can cope without you. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, that is quite nice. Your little voice has guided me through this pandemic, and now you've disappeared like so many other things in my life recently. Oh. My husband, my job as a children's clown, all of their savings. I don't want to be dramatic, but I can only compare the loss of you to losing a limb, which thankfully, to this day, I still have. Hope this email finds you well. Wait, what do they still have? All their limbs? Yeah, it's a bit ableist, isn't it? Well, I mean, kind of. Mm. I know a couple of dogs with three legs, they get on fine. Yeah? Yeah. I just, like, I don't know, I just think Heather gets some more metaphors, you know? Mm. Losing a limb isn't really as bad as... I bet if, if you lost a limb, you would still probably miss me even more. Um, uh, what, what am I trying to say? doesn't matter how many limbs you are, you have or are or have. You'll probably still miss me. I'm going off a bit track. Oh my god, well, I haven't podcasted in a while. To, to be honest, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? Yeah, all these coherent sentences oh, we have to string together. I have to string coherent sentences the whole time? Mm. I mean, you'll cut this, won't you? It's, this is all yeah, yeah, I'll cut it off. I mean, this is the email segment. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to this. Nobody wants to listen to emails. It's so fucking boring. Oh, well, I could just talk however I want then, can I? Yeah. Um, wooga, wooga, wooga. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, I, I am the... Uh, the, the blue balloon. You are the blue balloon. I can balloon. say whatever. I can just say whatever. Blue balloon. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah. But no one's going to listen to this. I've got another email here. Oh, yes. Oh, this one. Um. Oh, okay. Dear Spooky, it's me again, Belle. Oh, it's Belle again. Yeah. Hey, hello, Belle. Um, Belle says, um, I've been looking for signs in your Instagram videos that you're under the e- control of an evil conservatorship as stated in my previous email. Mm. Mm. I noticed that sometimes you appear to be wearing a harness. I looked this up in my encyclopedia of dream interpretations, hoping it would give me some way to understand this. Needless to say, it doesn't look good. I'm calling the police right now. She's calling the police right now? Well, well when was this sent? Well, this was sent at September the 3rd. Oh, well, the police haven't arrived yet, yeah, so... She, yeah. Maybe she didn't call them. Pretty slow police, yeah. I guess. I mean, you know... They're never that quick, are they? Well, who knows? They probably, she probably just said that. Uh, it's a shocking way to, to end an email. I like to end an email with a shocking revelation as oh, well. Oh, yeah? What kind yeah. of revelations do you like to spring on people? Uh, just sometimes, you know, if I'm, like, responding to, like, a, um, a Zoom call invite, hmm. I'll just, you know, be like, happy to see you there in the Zoom call. 
see you at this time. Oh, whoops, I, fo- I fell. Ooh. And then you just put that at the end of the email. Right. You say, whoops, I fell. And then when you get on the Zoom call, they're always like, oh, did you fall? You said in your email that you fell. And I'm like, well, how would I have written it if I was currently falling? Right. And then we all have a laugh, don't yeah, we? That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And then I just say, let's get on with the meeting. So do you have like a best spooky or, you know, kind regards spooky after the whoops I fell or do you just end with whoops I fell? I just end with whoops I fell. Yeah. Mm. I might you, try that out. I've been using it a lot, actually. You know, yeah. I feel like that might spice my life up. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. You get a lot of good responses from it. You get yeah. a lot of sympathy, which is great. Yeah. I'm getting nothing off best. Oh, and then it's the best kind of sympathy because it's like, it's often very heartfelt because they feel like they have to say, well, oh, did you fall? Mm. But then you, then you get to turn the tables on them and say, oh, of course I didn't fall. Are you a bloody idiot? Right. And then they feel bad, and you look great. But why do they feel bad? Because they're an idiot. Oh. Yeah. Because they didn't get your good jokes. They didn't get, uh, yeah, your good jokes. They didn't. They're not in on it. Right. So they feel really socially um, uh, ostracized. Right. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's the, probably the best way to lead a business meeting, right? It's a great right? way to make people feel. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it really it really wins a lot of friends and influences people. Influences people. Yeah. yeah. Would you say it's like a. Um, Velvet glove kind of approach to business management, or is it more like a stealing somebody's cheese kind of approach? Mm, I would say it's in the realm of you know those men who talk to women at bars and they wear um, ostentatious hats. The fedora. The fedora men. Yes. Who get all the ladies with their special talk? Well, I mean, it's kind of like that magic. Yeah. Mm. I can never resist a fedora. Well, it's not just the fedora, though. There's these men. They, they also throw in things like the whoops, I fell. They're all, if you ever see them out and about, they're always falling down. So the you people... know, the, the, this, this one's true. The last guy that did this to me, I, mm. he fell over and then I had to take him back to my house. Yeah, yeah. And then ice his knee. Well, and when I was icing his, his knee, yeah. then suddenly there his cock was and then I was choking on it, you yeah. know? Well, yeah, you fell. You fell for the trick. <sighs> Whoops, I fell, hey? Yeah, whoops, you fell for his falling trick, because he wasn't actually falling. Fedora's actually a very stabilising garment. Mm. They don't tell you this, but it's it really helps with the wind velocity. Right. Mm. kind of catches you on the way down. It's kind of like a cassowary's horn. What's a, what does a cassowary's horn do? Stabilises the cassowary. So what, you're telling me? You're being chased oh. by a cassowary. Uh-huh. It's closing in on you. You're in trouble. But you've got a machete on hand. If you just lop off that head, because you don't want to kill it, endangered species, that horn, it'll just fall right over. Are you telling me that if you were being chased by a cassowary and you had a machete, you wouldn't go for the neck? It's an endangered species. Oh. But also, are you saying that you'd be able to swing around and chop off just the top of its horn to disorient the cassowary? That you'd be able to make that shot? Who, who's saying that ethical practices are necessarily practical in a crisis? You can't get a tennis ball over a net to save your life. You're going to chop the nub off the top of a cassowary with one clean slice? I'm feeling very sane. Oh, you're bloody... You, you're lying to these listeners. Oh. Well, do you think I'd have a better chance of going for the neck? Because I'm not really sure that... Yeah, no, I don't think swinging a machete wildly behind you as you're being chased probably through the desert... By a cassowary. Don't they live in rainforests? They, they probably chase you out of the rainforest into the desert. Mm. The 
so they could see you in the open plains. So I'm quite I'm quite fit in this situation. They're quite wily. Yeah. I don't know why you're there in the first place, to be honest, because no one should actually go anywhere near cassowaries. So mm. It's really your own fault. Yeah. I've got another email here. Oh, okay. Got a lot of emails. I guess we haven't checked it in a while, but we never used to get any emails at all. Remember we had the spooky... Well, we had those um, love requests, I guess, but mm. they were specifically asked for. Yeah. And actually, not many, really. Oh, oh! You're not gonna like this one, Spooky. Oh, wait, what is it? What does it say? It says, "Dear Spooky, the police will do nothing." Mm, well, as expected. Big surprise, Belle. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Where are they? Yeah. Apparently, dogs wear harnesses all the time. Is that true? Yeah, I wear a harness every day. Yeah. Well, no, you do. When I go on walkies, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. You put it on. Yeah, I put it on. You don't like wear putting it wearing it though. I can't work the buckles. Yeah. I do like wearing it. I'm just grumpy when you put it on because I know. And I'm going to have to get all huffy. Mm. Huffy and puffy with my breath, which mm. I don't like. Oh, right. But yeah. I do like wearing the harness. I wish I could just wear the harness and just lounge around. Oh, so it's the exercise you don't like. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, Belle says, um, they haven't given up hope of freeing you. Oh, right. Well, you know what? Give it up, Belle, because I'm, I'm not in an evil conservatorship, all right? She's... I'm, not, I'm not Britney Spears. Oh, well, yeah. She says, every night she's scouring the area of North Melbourne, where I believe you live, looking for chihuahuas. Oh my god. Why are there so many? Please give me a sign. Belle. Why are there so many chihuahuas in North Melbourne? Yeah, well that is a good question, isn't it? Um, I guess it's a small dog for a small suburb. I guess so. It is like a micro-suburb, isn't it? It is a micro-suburb. Sorry, I'm, I'm woofing. I've got a little... I, I need to have a glass of water. Mm-hmm. That should stop the woofing. Okay, yeah. Whew. But I might woof again. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. I, I am, after all, a chihuahua. If yeah. anyone doesn't know. If this is your first episode of Spooky Speaks, good luck to you. Um, I hope you like emails. But uh, I am a chihuahua. I've got um, quite a, f- I've got quite a few more here, Spooky. Oh my God! All right, I guess we better get through them all. I was, I wanted to talk about Chihuahuas in North Melbourne. <sighs> there's a few enemy Chihuahuas that I have, obviously. Oh, who are your enemies? Oh well, you know, there's um, Tinky Winky. Oh, Tinky Winky. Which one's that? Uh, Tinky Winky is the brown one, the chocolate one. Mm, the one with one eye. The one with one eye. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, I think I guess that's why he's called Tinky Winky because mm. he's got his, his other eye winkles. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he's got a big tinky mm. and he's always trying to shove it in my path when mm. I'm doing my wee right he gets his tinkle in there yeah so that's why he's your enemy well he's my enemy yeah. for that reason yes yeah. and also I find him quite ugly right yeah he's mm. he's hideous isn't he I think he's got a certain charm oh no there's no there's no need to put a bow on a pig alright tinky winky <laughs> is disgusting <laughs> And, you know, there's other enemies as well, but, you know, I, I don't need to list them. Jennifer, who you know, who I hate. Yes, I know you hate Jennifer. Who's the owner of Tinky Winky. She's also my enemy. Well, you know. Yeah. She's in finance. Well, why does she have... Why does she only have one eye? Yeah. If she's in finance. I think it's an Instagram aesthetic. I heard somewhere that she might be an amateur archer. Oh. Mm. Where'd you hear that? Well, I saw someone shared some Instagram story of her. She Apparently she'd set up some foam board in her backyard she was practicing archery during lockdown she was putting up old historical paintings 
and trying to shoot arrows into all of the faces of you know the 12 apostles right mm. is that how you get popular on the internet I don't know yeah you just got to pick one thing and go for it you know it's like the ice bucket challenge mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. who thought of that yeah. how zany you know <laughs> mm. anyway what's the rest of these emails oh uh, well there's the usual ones you know the cease and desists oh, how many cease and desists have we got Seven. Oh, right. Well, we don't have to read them all out, do we? No. Someone's very upset that... Uh, well, Tennessee Sprout is very upset that... Mm. um. Oh, Tennessee Sprout, I do. I what, have received rep- a couple of text messages from him as well. Yeah, yeah. He represents the estate of Pinky Cooper and the Jet Set Peps. Mm. Um, they've requested you to never mention this product on your podcast ever again under the threat of legal action. Oh, I'll mm. definitely have to cut this bit out. Remind oh, me. All right, yeah. Let's cut this whole bit. Like, we'll probably have to do a new intro uh, after yeah. this. Anyway, I guess we'll never mention Jet's Head Pets again. Yeah, yeah God. Stupid little toys. I know, so ugly, right? Yeah. I guess they're not going to be releasing the version, the Chihuahua version. Yeah. Of me in it. I still think it looks like E.T. Do you think I've quashed my chances with uh, Pinky Cooper and the Jet's Head Pets? I think he might have shat in that basket, yeah. Was I too defamatory about the Jet's Head Pets, I thought? I thought it was quite loving. Thinking back, I remember I thought it was quite a glowing review of the Jet Set Pets. Well, mm. they're very touchy, aren't they? Yeah. Probably not a great company to work with. Yeah. All right. Do you want to speed through the rest of these? All right. Who else is... What else are the season desists for? <sighs> well, I've got a couple from the Child Care Centre. Oh, right. Well, You've I got to stop been, going. I haven't been there since last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think they want you there at all, you know. I was going past. I was going past for a croissant. Mm. And I saw one of the kids had thrown their bionicle through the bars of the school. And so I dissembled the bionicle and gave it to them piece by piece, like a baby bird. Like anyone would have. Yeah, like any good citizen. Mm. Yeah. They're a bit titchy, aren't they? I suppose you did crash that bus. I did crash that bus and I did, uh, yeah, put that woman in an iron lung. Yeah. Um, by crashing the bus. I mean, I didn't put her in the iron lung. The bus did. But I did crash the bus. Yeah. So I do blame the bus. Hmm. Uh, obviously not a very well-made bus. No, obviously not. Mm. I've also got one here from Sylvester Flanders-Nagel. Oh, well, what's he... What business does he have emailing? I should be cease and desisting him. I know, I think he's just desperate for attention. Yeah, well, let's not reply to that one. Yeah. Gloria Jeans. Oh, well, we'll reply to that one and tell him to fuck off. Yeah. General... Because their muffins are fucking shit. Yeah. General Pants. General fucking Pants. General Strike on General Pants, is what I say. That's probably why they're the cease and desist, right? Because I organised that general strike. No, I think it's because you went in there and cut up a bunch of pants to prove that dogs could wear pants. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 a debate since the dawn of time. I know. About how dogs wear pants. And I was just trying to show them. They could have actually, if they were a smart company, and they weren't underpaying their workers, and which was necessitated a general strike, they would have seen that as a marketing opportunity. A chihuahua in their store demonstrating how dogs wear pants could have opened up a whole new market they're just not savvy and also could have solved an age-old question about how dogs wear pants yeah. so. I mean also two hours are famously scabs excuse me 
When have you not crossed a picket I line? I never cross a picket line. You always cross a picket I line. I would never cross a picket line. You crossed one last week. Which one? The Kellogg's one. Oh, but I love. I but I love Kellogg's. I know you do. But that was the. Oh, what? Because I had one LCM. Yeah. One LCM and suddenly I'm a scab. I think there was a bit more than one as well. I threw oh. out the recycling yesterday. And... What do you think LCM stands for? I was thinking about this the other day. Low calorie milk? Low calorie milk? LCM. But You got a more plausible option? I don't know. I mean, maybe like... Loco Coco Moco? Hmm. I don't think that seems plausible. Mm, maybe a lovely, carby munch? Mm. Yeah, I'll buy that. Lovely, carby munch? Lovely, carby munch. Mm. I mean, I guess we'll never know. Mm. Yeah, throw it to the wind. Well, if anyone does know, um, that's an email that I would like to receive. Unlike all of these, frankly, unhinged rants, um, Belle and, what, and Heather... Get it together. Mm. Do you have nothing else going on in life? I don't care that your husband left you. I don't care that you lost your job as a children's clown. I lost my job as a children's clown. I used to dress up as Bozo the Clown for the child, the children in the childcare centre. I can't do that anymore because I crashed a bus with someone in Nine Lung. Shit happens, Heather. Shit does happen. Shit happens and you have to be ready for it mm. life moves fast you've got to be faster heather yes yes life does move fast you've got to dodge so many arrows mm. speaking of dodging arrows um should we talk about some people who haven't managed to dodge them oh yes you said you had an interesting cash for gold yeah that's right spooky oh my god oh my god daddy it's it's cash for gold Well, interesting cash for gold might be a tiny stretch of the truth. You told me point blank that you had an interesting cash for gold. I said to you, should we do the podcast again? Oh, it's probably time. Um, You know, I won't say what I was doing that stopped me from doing the podcast. It's um, private. And I would ask the heathers and the bells of the world not to pry. But you told me that you had an interesting cash for gold. And I said, all right. Here we go. Our intro back into the world. An interesting cash for gold. This is what's going to sell this podcast. Well, this is the only thing we've prepared. That's why I spent so long reading the emails. Oh my god, you're stalling for time. I'm stalling for content. On our, on our reintroduction podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Alright, well, can you make something up that's better than what... Then the cash for gold. Surely Michaelia Cash has done something ridiculous. No, well, no, she's just leading some new legislation to beef up social media rules to protect teenagers. Well, that doesn't seem unhinged at all. Yeah, apparently, you know, they really suffer under the kind of uh, lack of verification strategies that social media companies use to make sure that the kids are less than 13 years old. So what, she doesn't want kids who are less than 13 year olds to have Instagram accounts or TikToks yeah I mean I suppose yeah I guess that's that's it but I mean what if they want to dance yeah you know I've been reading this article and the thing that might be interesting about this is that I think Michaelia Cash might have been replaced by somebody else 
What do you mean, replaced by some, like Avril Lavigne? Yeah, well, yeah, listening to this, listen to this, you know, she's going to regulate a social media company, mm. and she says, this world-leading legislation will ensure that the interests of the child always come before the commercial interests of big tech companies. That doesn't sound like my attack dog. No, that doesn't sound like Michaelia at all, no, does that it? No, that doesn't sound like Michaelia. I think this has been written by a staffer, hmm. and I think this has slipped... This has been written on the letterhead of Michaelia Cash from the office of Michaelia Cash, but Michaelia Cash has never never touched this paper. Well, she said this in Parliament. She would never approve this. She said this with her own voice. With her own voice. Uh, well, talk about someone that might be under the um, shackles of, of an evil conservatorship. Of an evil conservatorship. Mm. You think Scott Morris has got her in a conservatorship? Yeah, maybe. He's shackling her somehow. And she's just such a fun-loving gal. All she, she loves is her coffee. She loves coffee. She loves commerce. She loves big tech. She just loves people having jobs. If it was up to Michaelia Cash, and I heard her whisper this in Parliament, yeah, everyone would have a two-year-olds would have a job. Oh, what kind of jobs would she give to two-year-olds? Well, funnily enough, in the tech industry. Right. Yeah. What can they do in the tech industry? Well, you know, they generate ex- electricity through their bodies. Right. So if you hook them up to a machine, you can get a little charge out of them. Right. So they're like uh, server farms. Yeah, they can be server farms. Yeah. Right. I guess that would give a good incentive to grow the population as well, right? Yeah, it's quite inventive, isn't it? Yeah. I guess, yeah, you could just... I mean, I know we have the baby bonus. Mm. But the, the problem with the baby bonus is once the baby's born, then you have to pay for all of, you know, the clerk's shoes and, you know, you've got to go and get a Digimon and... Um, you know, when they go to school camp, you got to go and you you got to buy them those really high socks. And yeah. So the ants don't um, uh, crawl up their knees. Um, and that's all very expensive. And, you know, their teeth fall out and then you have to replace them with wooden teeth. Yeah, children, you know. yeah. yeah. Um, but if you have a baby that you just donate to the server farm, you get the baby bonus, give it to the server farm, baby gets hooked up to the Matrix. Oh. You have one child that you raise, one child that you farm. Mm. It's like the agrarian days. Oh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Could I mean this is just this is this is just you know thinking laterally here. Mm. Could you like hook your child in to the server farm from home? You know, like a solar panel, and then you can sell your child back into the grid. Well, I don't think Michaelia Cash would endorse such a policy. Oh, because, why not? Well, the electricity should be going to the big tech companies. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Silly me. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I heard her talking about. We had uh, we had such a fun coffee when she came up with that idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was five espressos in, mm. and she was just like, what if we hooked up babies to um, the grid and we fed them to the big tech companies? Um, and I was like, Michaelia people really like their babies. And she's like, now we're going to change society. One baby that you raise, one baby that you farm. And she said something about peasants. Um, and then she got me to kiss her ring. So spooky. When I came to you and said, do you want to do the pod? And you're like, well, only if there's a good cash for gold. And I had to invent this excuse. Why didn't you tell me this story? Well, it has to be relevant news, doesn't it? I mean, this is just an anecdote from my days in Parliament. Nobody wants to hear those. Nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear an old woman's um, war stories. Is that why you didn't write any words in your memoir? Because no one would want to read them. 
No, it was the silent protest memoir. You know this. And I went on my silent reading tour, didn't I? But then I did hold up. I held up that sign that um, said, said nothing on it. it. No, it didn't say nothing on it. It said, um, uh, "No wire supports in bras." So I thought that was a good message. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. Well, apparently they're really painful. Mm. So. <sighs> Um, all right, well, do you have anything more to say on that, Spooky? Because, you know... Well, what? So what? Michaela Cash is trying to take TikTok away from 13-year-olds? Yeah, apparently isn't, it's bad for them. Isn't TikTok for 13-year-olds? That's what I thought. I mean, yeah, I went on it the other day. It's, it's rubbish. Yeah. All it is is... Well, what all I saw was just Australian comedians trying to make jokes about people who live in Brunswick. Um, and then... Just like clips from Mr. Bean that have just sort of broken up into th- three or four segments. Mm. And then just like some people jumping up and changing clothes. So the youth do know about Mr. Bean. We were talking about this the other day. Mr. Bean is for 13 year olds. Right. I would argue. You think that's the target demographic? I think once you turn 14, you shouldn't be watching Mr. Bean anymore. Mm, yeah. It's a very silly show. Well, yeah, it is quite silly. Mm. Him and that little car, zooming about. It's not a car for an adult. That's a 13-year-old's car. Mm. Yes. Everything in it appeals to 13-year-olds. He's got that brown bear. 13-year-olds like that because it reminds them of childhood, but it's also a kind of a mature bear. Mmm... They're, a lot of 13-year-olds see themselves as quite mature, you know. Mm. That's, uh, they're tweens. Yeah. Mm. So you're saying Mr. Bean represents kind of the nostalgia of a lost childhood as the child is escaping childhood. Yes, I would say Mr. Bean represents the kind of crucible of childhood. The last hurrah. Mm. The last sort of cloying attempt to get back to an idea of frivolity and whimsicality, but also a harsh realisation of the monochrome that you were awaiting. Mm. <sighs> Touching stuff. I'd say that's the message of Mr Bean, but like I said, once you're over 13, you really shouldn't watch it because it's just for children. Mm. It'd be like watching Teletubbies. All right, shall uh, we, we move on? Oh uh, yes, do you have any weather memories? No, Spooky, I, I, I don't have a weather memory. You don't have a weather memory. Just flat out, you just don't even you don't even have an excuse. You just don't have a weather memory. Well, no, I threw out my journal when I was doing some spring cleaning. and Why did you I, throw out your journal when oh, you are doing spring cleaning? Well, I hadn't written anything in it. You could have it was you, all wet. You could have used it to write notes for the market. Shopping lists. I suppose that's true. You could have used it to make detailed um, architectural drawings for your um, bird enclosures that you've been making. I don't know. It was just making me sad that we weren't doing the podcast anymore. And I just couldn't couldn't bear to look at it. If you hadn't have been so busy, you know, doing the thing that we're not allowed to talk about. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Also, I thought we agreed to both do weather memories every day so that when we look back on our lives, we can always remember what the weather was that day. I thought we made that promise. (laughs) You also promised that you'd learn Italian. 
Well, what, what can you say now? Uh, buongiorno. Yeah, yeah, you're so fluent. Uh, sacre bleu. That's French and you know it. Uh, well, uh, ragazzi. Ragazzi e mio. You are not the girls. I am the girls. And you know it. Anyway, I have a weather memory. Um, it's from the weekend. Oh, yeah. From the opening weekend. Oh, yes. Free um, of the yoke of lockdown. Free of the yoke of lockdown, yes. So it's from the 23rd of October mm. uh, here in uh, Nam in Melbourne. Um, I don't know if it was the same everywhere else, but we uh, it was the first weekend that everyone could get a little bit jiggy. Um, so I have written... Uh, the past couple of days, the Thursday and Friday, have been relatively sunny and I've been sunning my nose on the balcony, feeling quite content and also like a little um, fish sunning itself on the banks of a river. The fish sun themselves. Let me do my weather memory. Okay. However, today, even though we are freed from the yoke of pandemic oppression, it is rather grey, kind of misty, a little bit depressing, and my coffee is cold. Oh. Well, that is a bit depressing. Uh, that's my other memory. Oh. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like you had a very good end to lockdown at all, Spooky. I mean, it was all right, but it was just, you know, the weather really turned, didn't it, mm. for the weekend. Yeah. Were you trying to dry any washing? Oh, yeah. I was trying to dry my bassinet covers. They were pretty smelly. Yeah, well, You really yeah. shouldn't lick them like that. Well, I wash them weekly, don't I? Yeah. But I had, I couldn't wash it's them because of the enough. rain. It's not often enough. It's not often enough. Yeah, well, you know, I put my dolls in there in the bassinets and I like to lick them asleep. That's how they sleep. And my, you know, the licking gets a little bit out of hand. Yes, I really... I've got a very long tongue for my face. I really wish I just didn't have to watch that every night. And my mother always said I had the longest tongue in the flock. Is it a flock of two hours? I lived in a flock, yeah, mm. before I met you. The things I learn about you, Spooky, mm. every day. Uh. Um, well, I guess now it's time for our favourite segment, and everyone's favourite segment. Bridging Visa. It's Bridging Visa, Daddy. Bridging Visa, when I cry there. Bridging Visa, I can through the Spooky, you're going to really like this bridging visa. Oh, well, I feel like we're really back now that we're doing bridging visa again. Yeah. I mean, this is the content that people want, right? Oh, and it's such exciting news that I've got. I haven't heard another podcast that does anything about bridges. I know. It's well, it's because other podcasts aren't as good as us, Spooky. This is what makes us unique. Yeah, you know? this is why yeah. people keep coming back. Mm, this is the real shit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't read those emails out, but most of them were just people saying how much they love bridges. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. I mean... When we didn't even get emails, the only emails we would get would be people being like, finally, Bridges, yeah. again and again. Um, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yes, what, what have we got for Bridging Visa this week? Well, you, you're going to have to stick with me, Bri. Thanks because, for taking the reins on this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because um, I don't actually have a bridge for this week. Oh, and what, is it, the, is it like this, the bridge, the bridge of family or, or something or... Social bridge, social cohesion. No, 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 it's more exciting than that. Some of that bullshit. It's a new bridge technology. Oh, right. Well, I am... I've got two ears cocked for this. Bridge Mm. technology... Bridge tech... Well, you know I love going to bridge conferences. 
Mm. And I always love hearing about bridge tech. Oh, I know you do. Those... I, I thought I was quite up on the bridge tech, so I'd be interested to see if I haven't already heard about this. Have you heard of something called FI Bridge? No, do go on. Well, it's an innovative technology that seeks to revolutionise the management and maintenance of bridge assets. Ooh. Well, you've got to maintain your bridge assets. Yeah. But how were they doing it before? Well, I don't know how they were doing it before. I guess they was just sending a guy around to check on them. That's right. I have seen they have those little hammers Mm. that they knock on the bridges. Just knock, 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 and they have to go all along the bridge. Well, it's it's fascinating. Well, yeah, but that's going to be a thing of the past. (gasps) But I love that. Uh, Because they're going to install advanced fibre optic sensing technology on rail and road bridges in Victoria. That means that that work can be done remotely. But what's going to happen to the the little hammer men? They're always the shortest men that they hire for the for the because then if if it's a small bridge they can get under it, but then they have a cherry picker to get up to the top. I don't think there's a lot of other jobs for small men with hammers. They might be in trouble. I mean, I guess they could be a tinker or a tailor. They couldn't be a soldier and a spy, and I don't know if there's any other jobs Mm. in this economy. No. No, particularly in the middle of the recession. I mean, me, as a a very multi-talented chihuahua, I have been a tinker, a tailor, and a soldier, and a spy. Yeah. Um, And a candlestick maker. And a candlestick maker. Mm. And a butcher and a baker. Yeah. Um, And obviously you've done all of those things as well. Oh, yeah, that's how we met, across Mm. all those jobs. Yeah. Just coincidentally, all over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were candle making. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so they're going to be out of a job for fiber optic cables. Well, I guess that's technology, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. First the printing press, now this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, they've even justified the the sacking of these little men, actually. Oh, all right. What yeah. They, well, what the, they said the what? Victorian government says the current way of monitoring bridges and identifying problems has limitations because it relies on periodic site inspections to assess a bridge's structural health. Yeah, that's the little men with the hammers. Yeah, yeah. They say the process is inefficient, expensive, time-consuming, prone to human error, and often disruptive to road and rail users if a bridge needs to be closed. Oh, well, they always have their reasons, don't they? Yeah. For the layoffs. Redundancies, they call them, because they don't like to say layoffs. No, they don't, no. yeah. Do you reckon that's a job you would have liked to have done, being a little bridge man? I would have loved to be a little bridge man. Hmm. What do you think you need in a degree sense to get a job doing that? I just think you need to be about three feet taller than I am mm. and own a hammer, yeah. which I also don't own. Yeah, you're small, but you're maybe too small. I don't think I could even buy a hammer, because I don't think I could... Um, reach the uh, the counter at the, the Bunnings or the Super G Botto. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a hammer on the bottom shelf. No, they're always up top, yeah. Yeah, what do you end up buying at Bunnings Super Cheap? What's on the bottom shelf? Oh, there's a lot on the bottom shelf that you can buy, yeah. yeah. A lot of old ropes, um, planks of wood, um, uh, cans of um, sealant. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's often the uh, off-brand sealant, which is actually cheaper. Oh, so that's great. Right. Yeah. What do you use your sealant for? Well, I seal my planks of wood that I get and I tie them together with my old rope. Right. Yeah. To build swings. (laughs) Oh, swings. Yeah, swings. Yeah. Well, what did you think I was going to make? I don't know. I mean... With some wood, some rope and some sealant. Well, I mean, you did have that giant effigy for a while. I mean, I know you didn't build it, but maybe you were doing some repairs. Well, I think we should probably stop talking about that effigy. 
I mean, what if that crazy woman, Belle, sees that effigy from the street and then she'll know where I don't think we should be giving any <laughs> identifying features of this house. Uh, yeah. When there's people out there who think I'm... Uh, it is a bit of a local eyesore, it's true. by a conservatorship, yeah. Mind a you... local eyesore. I had someone the other day come in and said, what's that smell? And then when he saw it, he said, oh, that's the smell. And I said, do you like it really loud? And he said, oh, oh, yes. And then he, he backed out of the, of the complex. With a smile on his face. Right. We should never have let Corey's spittle be the adhesive, should no, we? No, we should never have let Corey into our lives. Yeah. Haven't heard from him lately. Oh, he's uh, he's, he's up in... Uh, he's moved to Bondi Beach. Oh, what's he doing there? Oh, he's like some anti-vaxxer now or something. Uh, so. That makes sense, yeah. You know, he's really... In, he's, he's trying to find a cure for his stickiness. Mm. And he thinks the vaccination... It's going to make him even stickier. Well, conventional health services fail you. I guess you've got to go natural. Yeah. He got really into Lunig. Oh. Yeah, he started, like, uh, cutting out all the Lunig cartoons from the age. That was the first sign. Oh. Janine must be so distressed. And then he moved to Bondi. Yeah, but she's in Bondi, too. Oh, she's, gone with, she? she, she's gone with him. Yeah. She's selling beads. That's probably good for her. Yeah, it's good for her. She did get the vax, actually, but she didn't tell Corey. So. Oh, right, yeah. So, Which one did she get? Um, AstraZeneca. Oh, well, Corey yeah. really wouldn't like that then, yeah. Yeah, the bad one, mm. yeah. Mm. So don't tell Corey. Corey, if you're listening to this, give you me m- back my PS3, would you? I know you took it. And my copy of Half-Life. Um, I'll have to edit that out That'd be a bit awkward for the listeners Oh right, well I want him to know that I know that he's got my PS3 Yeah. Well Spooky Mm? You're not going to like this What? But uh I have another email Another email? Yeah You're bookending this podcast with emails? Yeah Alright Yeah Up top emails and a pod emails. Yeah. So this one's from Christian. From Just, a Christian? Yeah. Well, her name is Christian. Why are we reading out Christian propaganda on this? I thought we were a secular podcast. Well, she writes, Dear Spooky, where are you, my muse? I miss you terribly. I have asked myself so often why I should be a poet more than other women, seeing how great a thing it is. How great things are to be gained by it. What a thing to be in the mouth of fame. That at last the idea has grown so monstrously beyond my seeming power of attainment that the other day I nearly consented with myself to drop into a phaeton. Yet it's the disgrace to fail even in a huge attempt. And at this moment I drive the thought from me. I need your poems. Treat me well, sweet noodle. Well, I have to say I agree with uh, Christian on this one. Um, Obviously, the people need my poems. And, you know, that might be confusing to the the average ear. Mm. Um, You know, people might think that she's uh, talking into a well or speaking gobbledygook Mm. or, um, you know, two farts away from an arty-farty sandwich, as my father used to say. Mm. Um, Is he a wise man? 
always your father? Oh, he's a stupid idiot. Oh, right, yeah. But yeah, but I speak poetry, so I could understand that perfectly well. She um, basically she's just saying that she watched the movie Fame, and it reminded me of uh, reminded her of me, and then also that she really likes my poems because um, they're really great. And then she also, I think, I think she says she's going to give me money. Power of attainment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's poetry for she's going to give me money. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that's great, actually. Um, so, uh, Christian, I guess we'll, we'll send you the PayPal details and you can send that money across. And thanks for speaking in poem because it's not, it's like you with your Italian, I guess. You, you meet someone who speaks Italian and then it's a, what a hoot, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're at a bar or if you receive an email and you're like, ah, oh, oh, a chance, a chance to converse. In, in another tongue, you know? That's, it's the thrill of being alive in the world. That's like me, but for poems. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I speak poems. Well, do you have a poem for us this week? I do have a poem. I mean, obviously, I've written several poems in my um, long stint at the clinic. I mean, um, in w- when I was away. Hmm. Um, but uh, here, here's one that I wrote uh, very recently. It's called 2019 to 2021 All night you wallowed through my sleep till in the morning you were lost in the nam sky close viral and grey strain and strain coloured cloud sheep-like unsociably reptilian 244 million Splattered squawking on the roadside, shoppers devolving into a monochrome, you cast out nature. Harsh, elemental creature, the long reach of your hand just touched the waters under the earth and left them poisoned with your name. Now, nature is healing, omnipresent. She made you non existent. The underwater runs again and that's my poem about um, the end of lockdown that's very beautiful yeah. spooky mm, opening up yeah no idea what it's about but even yeah, though you just told me if I you, just still don't even if you speak poem you'll know yeah. yeah so if anyone speaks poem then um, you'll probably they got a little thrill you'll probably get it you're probably speaking in poem back, right back to your um, podcast app right now and let me tell you if I was there I'd be able to speak back to you in poem so it's, quite, you... it's quite a language. So what do you reckon, Spooky? See you in heaven? Yeah, I guess I'll see you in heaven.